All right, turn that shit off. <laughs> Welcome to Open Prairie Podcast. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to the Open yeah. Prairie Podcast. If, if uh, this is, you know, we're back. Um, I don't know what the hell just happened. Uh, whatever you hear just, that just rocked your cerebellum. We know you what know, just happened. We know what just happened. Greatness just happened. Greatness did just happen. But, uh, yeah, man, on uh, today's episode, we got Mr. Jake Balderrama. Yeah. Um, and Nick Alsman is back, Stoner Nick. Yes, sir. Back in like back like we never left. But we did leave. I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, so this should be a good one for you guys. We'll be uh, talking to Jake about, you know, just his interesting life and all the, the shit he does and stuff sure. like that. So... We're here we go. Now that's a fucking intro. Uh, <laughs> I've heard better. You have not heard better. In the last better, 60 man. seconds, I've heard better. No, that, okay. that's a cap. It's okay. That's a cap. Well, Jake, we're glad to have you on. We've tried to do this a couple times, but yeah. um, you know, you kind of flaked glad out on us. We did. There were some difficulties in you there. Didn't rock with the squad. Usually, here. when I invite someone somewhere, I tell them what time to go and where to go. You know, we did, and then we got here, and you weren't here. You were in your dorm. You I were never in your even dorm. knew that this place taking existed. a nap. And you were taking a nap, and I went and, and woke you up, and you were like, "Oh, I was taking a nap. Um, can we just do this tomorrow?" And we're like, "You know what? No, fuck you. We're on our time." I know. And it's crazy because you hit me up on Snapchat, not even like on a regular iMessage or phone call. That's because you don't give your number out to people. So. <laughs> my number is definitely <laughs> in, multiple, my we're in multiple group chats. What's your Trace? phone number right now? Throw it out for the viewers, listeners. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I, 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 Nope. Yeah, no. I've been hacked one not, too not many that times. Per- been, the man oh. just got recovered from being hacked, man. <laughs> just Talk got about, hacked. <laughs> tell us tell a little you. bit about that. How how is that? How is the being hacked experience uh, for we'll, you? We'll get into that real quick. But Jake, you know, we first we have a couple rules rules on this show. Okay? Right, okay. Number one, this isn't a squad meet. You only talk when you're spoken to. Okay. Number two, <laughs> this is our show. This isn't yours. They came to listen to us. <laughs> this isn't the Jake Balderrama experience. Understandable. <laughs> and number three. Whatever comes out of your mouth, you take responsibility for, not us. Okay. Okay? So all this could have been said before we started. Let's go. That's the deal. But anyways, back to Jake getting hacked, you know, because (laughs) it's just, there's some low down scum trash out there, and they have affected our social media way of life. And our friend Jake has fallen victim to that most recently, and it just, it wasn't very good. Man. So why don't you go ahead and jump into that to tell, the, to tell these folks they can't reach you on Instagram. Yeah, so Dutch Buster is no longer my Instagram handle. It looks like me. It, it's, it's me. It looks like me. And <laughs> if I was answering a message from it, I would just believe it's me. That's, that's why it's real shitty. So they got this new thing going, these scammers, and they pretty much get into someone's Instagram and they act just like them. They don't change up the page whatsoever. Oh, they, they didn't act just like oh, them. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just like them. Okay, okay. So pretty much the first message I got was from uh, like a friend of a friend. And I've seen him around. I know of the guy or whatever. Bottom line is it, that page messaged me. The page looked cool. I didn't even second guess it. And then they told me to click a link. <laughs> then I clicked the link. <laughs> and then they told me to click the link again. And then I Click the link again. And uh, next thing you knew, you were trying to yeah, have to have people make $8,000. Were you under the influence when this happened? Because, you know, whenever, you know, you get stuff about clicking links and stuff, everyone, you know, steers clear of that. But you just kind of jumped right in, didn't Yeah. I? No, I have no influence. It was uh, fresh off of iced coffee, fresh off a of donut, 
and just great sleep. My my mind was so clear. It's it was just ridiculous. It's, it's like them hot singles near you messages. You yeah. just gotta click on it. But this one was like I'm good with that. No, no, this one, not this one. Okay, see what they don't do is they don't do the hot because okay, the hot singles thing. Doesn't make sense to me. Why are you going to say they're hot? You don't have chance with hot people. Why are you going to attract someone trying to pick up someone online? <laughs> say mediocre girls around you. <laughs> and some of them do. They say ugly girls around you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Stop lying. You know what I'm talking ugly about. Ugly girls around you. Yeah. but hey, Nobody's ugly out there. Everyone's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Get in there. I don't, some yeah. Ugly people. There's some, there's some people, yeah. Physically. It's just a, it's a math to it, and some people it doesn't add up. To it. <laughs> it doesn't add up. Bottom line is, yeah, Instagram got hacked. I was trying to be a good person, and now they're trying to get people to send them money on Cash App and invest in shit. And they hit. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you. They hit me up. And me too. We were playing, still hit me up. I, I was playing games with them. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't know what you did, Nick, but they were like. Hey, I just spent. I just got 10k in my cash app and just bought a Rolex and this net. I'm like, okay, that's cap. First <laughs> off, that's a lie. I know this motherfucker. He doesn't have that. <laughs> Don't lie to me. So then I was like, so then I got you know. Well, first off, it started off with our buddy, Mr. Jaron Hightower. Shout out to Jaron Hightower. You they messaged Jaron Hightower first, and Jaron just saw right through this immediately, and so he started playing games with the dude. So the dude was like. Yeah, I just got 10K in my cash app, yada, yada, yada. And Jaron replies with him, and then the guy asks if he's interested in joining the club, and Jaron replies to him, he's like, yeah, bro, I just got to go do some black tar heroin, which Jaron doesn't do black tar heroin. <laughs> Nobody on our squad does drugs. Or even regular tar or heroin. Even regular tar heroin, correct. <laughs> and so, you know, that got the wheel spinning for everybody kind of in our group chat of, okay, when we get a message from Dutch Buster... Whatever the hell it was called, it made the name made no sense to me yes, ever. But we were gonna really fuck with this guy, so that's what we did. So the dude messaged me, and I told him that I had to. Yeah, I would be interested as soon as you know I get back from Mexico from dropping off a kilo of cocaine and all this and that. And the, my his response was just, "Yeah, okay, but really, you need to jump on this and get involved." And I was like, "You fucking hacker piece of shit! No regards. I'm to not the gonna kilo. get involved in your bullshit. You're not getting this motherfucker, okay?" We're smarter than this. We know these games. Not because we're scammers, but because we know people who do, who are masters in the art of scamming, so we're aware. And this motherfucker tried to get me. And guess what? He can't, because we're untouchable up here. Man, fun fact as well, that page that was on my page actually got into someone else's page using my page. And the person, I don't know the person, I've never met the person, and I checked my email and on my email, they are sitting there like, oh, my gosh, you just hacked me. I, I try to do your link, and I, you just said, why would you hack me? And then maybe a couple hours later, you see, and they're like, okay, it kind of looks like you got hacked now that I really think about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was my biggest fear. And then they try to put the spin on you like it was your yeah, fault. Yeah, I know. And then I'm sitting there answering all the It's like, look, questions. I was dumb for doing it, but you're also dumb. Yeah. So don't act like you're better than me. Don't yell at me because we're in this together. We're, we could both get we out of this. But the only thing is, is they got theirs back. I don't know how. I've tried everything, and it didn't work. It's well, gone uh, forever. Well, uh, go ahead and throw out your Twitter handle, too, for the listeners so they can go ahead and look you up on there since you no longer have an uncompromised Instagram. Okay, yeah, so I will be posting a lot. I already post a lot on Twitter if you follow me. Post a lot of weird shit. A, a lot of weird stuff. Last night he posted a picture of him standing on two chairs. I don't even know what the caption was, but it was just... Und- was like, no, it was... Indubitably. Indubitably. Why? What does that word mean now? 
Let me see. Hold on. <laughs> Jake Balderrama's Twitter is a Shout gold mine to, of just stupid shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, my Twitter handle is at Balderrama underscore Jake. Got working on the Twitter game. We're working on the Twitter game too, man. We. We tweeted Nick with it's his little white boy running back accomplishments, you know. <laughs> you got like, a shout out. Got to represent for the few. <laughs> Indubitably <laughs> means. It's funny because oh, we get into indubitably in a second. <laughs> it's funny. I'll, I'll say this on Nick's Twitter. What's funny is it's all pictures of him, you know, getting in space and breaking open for big runs. But little do they know, shortly <laughs> after that picture, Nick's little white ass gets hot. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Never <laughs> fails. Uh, Anyways, whatever undubitably, whatever the hell you posted. Ep- too evident to be denied. So an you icon. Know, uh, you know what I want to ask you about, yeah. though? Because um, last night you posted something about you put a peanut butter and jelly in an air fryer. <laughs> Tell us about the Were experience. you under the influence when uh, that decision was uh, made? Okay, so <laughs> I would never you know, um, reveal when, when I was under the influence. I like to. You be, don't have to say. I like to see. So I like to no. see non under the influence when I am, and and, and under, under the under influence, influence when, when you're not. not yeah. yeah. So try try to keep up the. Uh, I can't relate. <laughs> no. Okay. So that one. Okay. We're um, in training right now. Clean body. I've just clean body. Well, clean body, P, clean mind. PB and J in the air fryer is technically clean body if you really do the carbs, yeah. protein. Anyways, I took a Sara Lee white. Wheat bread, sorry, not white. We don't do white bread. We do wheat bread. Yes, sir. And then at first, I just did peanut butter and bananas, and that one just came because peanut butter and banana sandwich. You know, it's a, it's a good, it's a good little snack uh, at night. So I put that in the air fryer. How just, long? Um, I did four. I just blazed it four hundred degrees for like sixty seconds. I went, I went, reached in, and the peanut butter gets really liquidy. Yeah, and it burned the <laughs> shit out of me. On that poor sandwich. <laughs> So, yeah. Straight so, to the oven. I took that out, had the peanut butter toast and the bananas, put some honey on it. Oh, my gosh. Ate that. Amazing. So, I'm like, there's no way that a whole ass peanut butter and jelly sandwich doesn't taste excellent. And it tasted excellent. And I bit into it and all transgressions and sorrows left my body. Now, now on this sandwich, did you did you, did you you crimp the edges like an Uncrustable so it didn't ooze out? Or did <laughs> yeah, you just let it ooze? can't go wrong with an Uncrustable, though. That's like... Little Caesars, but for peanut butter and jelly, just ready. <laughs> you don't got to get a knife a or crust. jelly or anything it's out. A lot of crust. You just a lot of crust for uncrustable. You just grab that son of a bitch out of the freezer and it's ready to go. Yeah. Frozen, half frozen, melted, cooked. It's good to go all the time. Don't put it expired? in an air fryer, though, apparently. <laughs> Especially the expired, expired ones. Expired ones? I'm going to be honest with you. That, those things have crack in them. Because you, you, you eat one, you want and another. then you want another one. <laughs> and then you want another one. And then you look up, and you're like, I've eaten 10 of these. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I'm getting fat today. I think this last season, those became definitely a part of my game day ritual. That and Marco's Pizza. Yeah. Man. They're not Marco's. Sorry. We're not in that part of the world right now. <laughs> wow. Domino's and Little Caesars. This damn Bama boy. And Jimmy John's. Oh, my gosh. Don't worry, man. We're going to get into the talks of this past year and, you know, our successes and our failures. And Who's, you yours know. or Alabama's? Damn. Go fuck yourself. Nick, me and Nick kind of got in Twitter war. A little right? Twitter, it was a little Twitter, Twitter scuffle. Nick talked about it. This is, you know, Alabama's just lost the national championship. Yes, yeah, so it's a sad time in the world. But, you know, this son of a bitch, Nick, had the audacity to come at me. And say something about Alabama losing on Twitter. And I just said, dude, aren't you a KU fan? And he said, hey. Kansas beat Texas in football, guys. Yeah, how many other wins did they have? Like two. Uh, yeah, there's a big big difference between, what, 12 and 2 and 2 and 12? <laughs> hey, listen, it's progress in the right direction. That's all that matters here. 
we're, we're a basketball school, remember? Yeah, the funny thing is, is me and Nick watched that game, the rest of that game, and it was Justin too. And at the very same time, they're like, oh, I'm tweeting, I'm tweeting Chase right now. I'm tweeting up. <laughs> Justin's a Texas fan. Like, <laughs> Justin Clatterbuck, you're not coming on this show ever. Just <laughs> if you're out there in, in listening there. land. Listening with a millions and millions of millions of you. I got, you will I, always I, just gotta be cl- I got to clean up my talk a little bit, Nick. I can't keep cursing so much. Yeah, you're really letting me down right now, Tracy. Well, it is my show. I can say whatever the hell it's I not, want. It's I take, not very... This is me taking responsibility for my actions. <laughs> Unlike some of you guys who, if you know, you let something slip, guess who's taking the heat? I would love me. for you to take the responsibility for my yes, actions. Please do. No. <laughs> mm. White people. God. All right, Jake. So... I need to hear about some wild, wild, wildly stupendous stories from well, back before home. Before we jump into that, no, man. no, right. no, gotta, no, no. Dude, this is, we're not, we're not a Quentin Tarantino movie. We're not starting from the end to get all the way to the beginning. No, <laughs> we're going from the beginning to the end, chronological order. This is Pulp Fiction, Look it dude. Up. Tarantino. T- <laughs> he didn't just make Pulp Fiction. He made a lot of other movies too. <laughs> all right. Anyway, What's up? all right, Jake. So you're a Cali boy, man. Am I correct? <laughs> Yeah, Cali boy. Uh, we're correct in saying you're from the West. You're yes, from sir. the West. You're out there from the West, West man. You know, you got an interesting story. This, you're probably our first guy on this podcast that you who's know, been to some, more schools than both of us. Uh, uh, yeah. Dylan Van Boxel. He, he oh yeah, he traveled around that. a bit he traveled too. Around the bit. Yeah, but he went to a couple schools. A yeah, few. He went to like six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got me beat six in four years. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you were kind of uh, highly touted coming out of high school a little bit. Who's that boy guy? Had, the boy yeah. had some D one offers. High school is cool. Uh, my grades really got me in high school. Uh, I definitely had a lot of interest. It from my biggest one was UTEP and like Fresno State, the smaller or not smaller, but the FCS is that kind of. Hey, D ones do one. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I mean, especially teams like Fresno State, even UTEP, they're good as shit this last year and, and the the last couple years. But yeah, my grades are pretty uh, dumb in high school. I played a bunch of different sports and I played golf. I wrestled. I played soccer and I played football. That was pretty tight. Golf was a good experience. Anyways, yeah, so out of high school, um, I did pretty well, and I was highly recruited. My school was pretty bad, and uh, the talent was really all around us. So it, the recruiting process was tough in general, but we probably had co- – uh, Jalen Haynes actually went to my high school. Shout out Jalen Haynes. Shout out Jalen Haynes. And that was another kid where it, had we been at a bigger school, I feel like we definitely would have – you know, they would have taken our grades seriously. They would have been honest about all that to get us out of there. But it was kind of a shit show out of high school. But, yeah, out of there, I went to Dixie State. Um, that, that's what exactly, like, right right out of high school, I went to Dixie State. And it was a D2 at a time in the RMAC. And they were probably, like, expected to be fourth in the RMAC. Um, and that was a pretty fun experience in itself. Uh, Utah was pretty cool. The people they were cool and whatnot. The team was tight. Our uh, quarterback was super nice. But... The town itself was kind of scary. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. A lot was, of Mormons? Yeah. The whole town was... Have a lot uh, of wives out there? It was, yeah, it was a Mormon town for sure. Um, so the state liquor store was the only place you could buy any form of liquor. <laughs> there was one store within miles, and you could not buy any liquor unless you got it from that store. Which was horrendous. And if you didn't get to that store in time before the weekend, before it over Friday, with? it was over with. And don't think about drinking Sunday if you didn't buy that shit on Saturday. <laughs> beer was diluted. Uh, alcohol. Diluted. <laughs> Dude, we got to be proper a little bit on there, man. Yeah, diluted. We got a college degree. Yeah. We're I don't. Not I yet. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I got one. 
smartest so, person in this room. That's a, find a new room. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, bro, you couldn't the, the beer you would have to drink two in order to get the buzz out of off of one, bro. It was bad. It was bad, but sounds terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. You would go to Chili's. You want to throw back two drinks. You want to get a beer and a drink. You can't. You have to get a beer with the appetizer, and then your next drink you have to follow it up. With no some way. Beer. So every alcohol, every, every little bit of alcohol you that you order, you have to get food. Yeah, and you can, you're not going to order two. Dude, drinks that's kind of like communism. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm so, moving to Utah. So, I'm going to Utah. So, so, my that main, off my main reason for leaving was it was because you couldn't drink on Sundays. Yeah, pretty much, bro. No, it was bad, dude. And then like. You'd go to the liquor store at 10. No, they're not selling you. Or it was like 11. I can't remember what time it was, but, dude, it was it was pretty insane. And then I got caught up with the laws there. Yeah. Doing something I wasn't supposed to do. Silly goose. Yeah. yeah. It was the county over from where the school was, so technically the school wouldn't have found out about it. But at that time, it was just bad, bro. What I got caught up for was so, so stupid, and it I had to pay like $1,000 over a course of a year. It was dookie. But... Yeah, so I, I left there for obvious reasons. The head coach left, and the head coach was the O-line coach. Shout out to Scott Brumfield. The dude's a legend. He's Scott like, Brumfield definitely listens to this podcast. Yeah, he probably would. But if I said it to him, he definitely would. He's a legend. <laughs> oh, he already <laughs> listens to it. You don't have to tell him. Okay. Just the, dude, the dude, It was he played on the Cincinnati Bengals for eight years Damn. or ten years. Um, he was the other tackle. Um, Anthony Munoz. Yeah. You guys know Anthony yeah. Munoz. Hall he was the other tackle on that got him, line. Got him in my phone right now. <laughs> He's a dog, bro. He listened to this podcast, too. Yeah, I heard he did. So, <laughs> he, so, the street. so that was my coach at Dixie State. He recruited me. He was the O-line and the head coach. Um, he had a pet bear. He raised a cub to be a bear. Dude, that's some, that's some Khabib shit. That is some Khabib shit. That's so legendary. What kind of bear? A grizzly bear. No, uh, no, I think it was a grizzly bear. I, I did, I'm calling Cap. That's uh, insane. Yeah, I called Cap too, and he brought us a damn picture. He was in the league making Anybody really can good take money. Take a picture of a bear. He had a bear in his lap. If you, if you <laughs> had to buy a like bear a money, what like you it was a bear. First, it was a cub, and then he told us that it grew up into a bear, and then. He got rid of it. He gave it to. Had to pull an old yeller. I said, "No, I was gonna grow up and stay a bear cub forever." Forever, yeah. He's like, "Oh shit, this thing's growing, bro." It's like alligator. Killed my first child, bro. Okay, so like down in the since we're on this topic, so like you want to know how like pythons and stuff got so bad in the Everglades of Florida? How's that? Is people used to keep in like people used to keep them as pets, and then they realized, oh shit, these things get pretty fucking big, (laughs) and they would flush them down the toilet. And that's how they ended up in the Everglades. Oh, my goodness. And they end up in the communities because it's either they would, like, take them down the toilet, flush them down the toilet when they start to realize how big they're getting. You can't flush them. Yeah, they could just lift them. Or then they just open the door and just say, be free, go kill whatever you want to. And then, you know, then they started noticing there was a problem with a bunch of dogs and all that stuff go missing. Yeah, your your python's tight. Appreciate you. What's its name? His name is Snape. Like like Severus Snape from, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, it's tough. Nerd. Hey, listen, hey, for all the Harry Potter nerds like me. What y'all don't know is Nick's pets are all untrained and just pieces of they're, shit. They are menaces. My, my dog, Menace. My we, snake, we were out, We were out hooping one day, <laughs> and Nick's dog just comes up. I'm, I'm working I told him he was going to bite him. Thing, I did say my dog, dog was going to bite you. just comes up to me and bites me. And and he, after I told to, him he was about to bite I him. I have never wanted to snap a creature's neck. He so wouldn't have been able to. Your dog's one of, dog those, like, scary. one of those like shepherd dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a herding dog. And, you know, Chase looks a little bit like a cow. And he was just trying to hurt him back. He's doing his job. If your dog ever comes up to me again and tries to bite me, just know it's on. Uh, fully respectable. Me and my dog go at it all the time. 
It's a rough relationship. I be throwing right hooks, and he be he be biting my hand when I throw. <laughs> <laughs> right, we got to get back to Jake here. So, anyways, you go to Dixie State. Shit doesn't work out. Um, some crap happens. You know, the coach leaves. You know, you get caught up in some business, but we we're not going to jump into that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Moment, we've moved on. Yeah. You paid the fine. You paid your dues. We moved on. Yes, sir. And um, you, you, your coach leaves and all this. So what? What's the move when you're sitting there? And you know, most people don't know is like that. That's like a big thing when like you, there's two ways to respond when your coach leaves. It's like either you're you're excited because I mean, if, especially if you're like a, a guy that hasn't really played that much, you're or excited like your because coach. it's like a a start, a fresh start, and a new opportunity, or you really liked your coach and like he was, you know, looking out for you and like taking care of you, and then you kind of just get depressed and you're like, God, this I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it uh, for for me in that situation, it, it was it was kind of heartbreaking. Regardless, like I feel like I would have wanted to transfer if it was just based off the coaching switch that like the defensive coordinator that came in. That was it, uh, Shane McClure. He was a monster. He was a beast. I liked him a lot, and he became the head coach. So it wasn't necessarily a bad switch as far as coaches go. But at the time, it's just it was you just, develop those relationships, you know. Like, yeah, it's just it's just tough. But I, as you were saying, yeah, no, definitely, you. definitely, it is tough. Um, he started crazy, man. He told us he was really tight with the O line. He, he was just really passionate about the O line. So when he came and told us before the team, it was really emotional and whatnot. But. Um, no, a, a big thing that had to do with it too was I just I, I mean at the time you know D twos when you come out of straight out of high school you're paying a lot out of pocket in reality um, I was paying I was paying a good amount man I was paying for my housing all my groceries I was paying for a lot of stuff out of pocket really at my first year and you kind of go on and you're able to earn more but I just at the time it was it was way better for my financial situation my life situation in general and that's the th- that's the thing some people don't see when it comes to athletics and stuff and. You know, people people have different situations where they want to, you know, be independent. They don't want to have to rely on, you know, loans or the help of their parents and whatnot. So that's something that gets taken into consideration. I, wa- I wanted to be on a full scholarship. So everything just kind of clicked. It was something that I prayed on for a long time. And eventually, you know, I just, towards the end of the season, everything kind of went. The coach got fired. Everything just kind of was pointing towards me to, you know, go to a junior college, which I did. Juco. Juco life. So, yeah. So Juco life. Struggle. Shout out to Chafee College. Can't relate. Yeah, Shout out to Jeffy Cole, I was one of them D2 kids that went straight back to NAIA. Hey, man, get it get it how you get it, man. Yes, some sir. people, you know, some people go to JUCO, work their ass up just to get to NAIA, you know, so everything. Exactly. How was that how was that JUCO experience? Uh, you know, it was it was cool, bro. It was cool. It's, you know, it's it's definitely humbling going from uh, being on scholarship and, you know, getting cool things and, and getting treated right and be, having really nice facilities to go into a JUCO and having to just compete every day and you can't mess up and everything just counts. Everything everything counts at that level. Any little discrepancy, bro, and you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. Can't you know? mess up. Yeah, yeah, you can't mess up. Especially, so. you know, that Cali. I mean, I went to junior college here in Kansas, which is Which like, is it's beautiful. Way, it's compared. a lot different. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm living in a five-star resort in mansions. <laughs> Yeah. Compared to what some of those dudes are in Cali, in, uh, Cali. yeah, yeah, so they don't, that's a they different don't beast. Scholarships I mean, out there, no so. scholarships. Dudes living in their car, yeah, definitely. I knew it's a couple crazy. people who would. We we had an apartment complex where we all stayed, and so every single apartment complex was a two bedroom, and we would split six people into those two bedrooms. That's crazy. Yeah. So you would either sleep in the living room, which most times you would, you'd just be playing video games or something in the living room, fall asleep out there. Other times it was you would go into your bed, but yeah, dude, three. Sometimes it'd be three in a room at the same time. Everyone's sleeping. It yeah, was pretty crazy. And those relationships, though, that are, they're, they're built so crucially. What, what I like about them too, though, is like a little bit about the Cali Juco's is like 
especially like in Mississippi and Kansas, they can uh, the coaches there can hold on to kids. You know what I'm saying? Like wait and put the freshman stuff out. But in Cali, like those coaches, they're trying to get you out as fast as you get there. Yeah. I mean, when I got recruited, I was getting recruited by uh, California JUCO. The coach was like, "Yeah, I've already sent your film out and stuff." And I hadn't even committed to the school. It was just like. One of those. It was like I told him I might be coming or whatever, and he's like, "Well, I already sent your stuff out this net, like working on it." I'm like, "Oh, dang, that's some serious stuff that they're trying to do." And you know, yeah, it's definitely a big competition at the end of the year for the Cali JUCOs to post who they sign. You know, every signing period, it's it's a big competition for sure. But that that stuff is a grind. I mean, it really is like it, like how it is on the show, where it's just like dudes are either staying with their folks or, I mean. I know if I had a buddy that I trained with back home that he uh, went to a, a Cali Juco. I, I can't remember which one it was, but he said that it was uh, like six or seven dudes in a one-bedroom apartment, and what they did was just take turns out of the week who got the, who got the bed. <laughs> and I'd be like, God, dude, that yeah. would be – that's just awful. He's, I was like, what would you do when you didn't? He was like, well, you had a couch, and then everybody else – you brought a mattress, and you put it on the floor, and we slept on the floor. You just slept, got a sleeping bag and slept on the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like, God. And he's like, here's the thing, though, is what most people don't realize is you have six, six or seven people, and you are. <clears throat> but how just how much the price of living is out there that you, and he said, you got six or seven people living in a one bedroom. You should be like, oh, everything should be affordable and pretty easy. He's like, no, we were still struggling to pay rent every, at the end of every month. He's like, yeah. a lot of nights it was past, <laughs> a lot of times it was past due just because it was just so hard to, you know, get, well, the closer you get to those big cities in Cali, the more and more everything starts getting jacked up. Yeah, and the more it's hard to find jobs that can go with your schedule because they don't, they don't care. If you're in California, in a, like you said, around a big city, they don't care that you're a junior college player trying to just work two days a week. They don't give a shit about that. So right. they're like, yeah, we need someone who can work full-time, big dog. Unless you get into a really good situation, which most times coaches at those JUCOs have little ins here and there. But, yeah, dude, other than that, and you have a full schedule. You have to have a full schedule when you're in JUCO. You got to get that AA. You got to you got you got to you know your full schedule is forty hours a week, man. You're mm-hmm. it's forty hours. You got to focus on school, and yeah, at the same time you got to make rent. And then not only do you have to make rent, you paying for your own food. So you, yeah, you're right, dude. It's tough, dude. It's going tough. from practice and going straight to work, dude, and then yeah. you get. I mean, some dudes have class at eight a.m. You get, and then you got practice, you know, shortly after that, and then from practice they go straight to work. Don't yeah. get off till about. You know, 12 or 2. I mean, because most of the times, like, the only place where you can kind of get some quality hours in is a, a nightclub or something, just, you know, bouncing or mm-hmm. working in the back or mm-hmm. uh, cleaning. And, you know, those – I mean, those places tend to stay open, li- like, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do, and then you wake up and you just do it all over again the next day. And it's definitely, like I, – I, I could see it being a very stressful, stressful situation. And it, it, it's it, – like, being here and being around, like, guys like you that have been through that. And then, you know, when I came from – uh, Hutch, it's just like it's two different worlds. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Like I, I could, I could name off a couple people right now who've had it. I've seen them, went to JUCO with them and seen them, you know, succeed at that level and, and go on. And that they were, man, they had it terrible, man. Like you said, straight from class because you really are class all day because then you have practice and so on and so forth. So he would get off at whatever eight p.m. and he would clock in and not get off till like three or four a.m. <laughs> And then have a nine a.m. the next day, and no one sees stuff like this, you know. No one sees it, and no, that's the part. That's the part they don't put on the show. <coughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know? a lot of those people, they, they, when they go home, those cameras don't follow them on that show. No. They only pick a couple, but in reality, those couple, you know, they they have it bad. But man, you could just they don't so have it as bad as like some. Yeah, it, like this is what I think with that show, and because they had it in Independence when um, I was at Hutch, 
And like you said, they pick a couple people, like, and those dudes, like, they might have it bad. But, like, they don't pick – notice, like, it's guys that are returners that are normally on it, like sophomores or whatever, but they don't put those freshmen that are just getting in there. That is – it's just a whole, like – I wish they would take that show and, like, put it from that point of view of, like, a freshman and just see, like, how stressful that actually is. Especially at that, right. like, in, in Cali, like, all the stuff they have to deal with. Like, imagine being a kid, an 18-year-old kid walking into that, like, oh, God, like – Mommy here to take care of me. I gotta get a job. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I've never paid rent before. Like all this and that, and um, my job's not working. Like you said, job's not working around football, and you know they don't really care about my school and me trying to get out and do better for myself. And it's just like I'm being an 18 year old kid, dude. That like would, that'd be tough. That'd yeah. be real <clears throat> tough. Like yeah, I, I bet you there's a lot of a lot of them sitting out there. I mean, I I know from just when I first. I mean, everybody kind of does. I figure that first two months of college of just. I mean, you really sit there and think, this is what I want to do. If I was in that, I'd be sitting there thinking the whole year, God, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Not the fact that it's not like you don't love football or whatever. It's just a load. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, then you start just calculating things like, is my mental health worth me playing? And then you start second-guessing everything because, yeah, bro, that's that's a lot on your mental health. And, and, and th- that really leads to, it, it's, you know, the fact that NAIA, D2, even D3 – uh, like just in general, kids need scholarship money, man. Kids need stipends at every level, bro. right? No, I 100% agree man, with that because, and even here at sure. NAI, like I know a lot of people who don't get a big scholarship, you know, they get I never understood why in NAI they don't get full rides, like, yeah, like they can't, like, I don't understand that. I, how, I mean, you think about how much, and I get it, it's private school, so you know, the money comes from like us, your enrollment, yeah, and enrollment, but the fact is, is like how much it, you like. I mean, going to some of these schools is as much as going to, you know, in Alabama and Auburn or USC or and, something like that. Like, and I think that's where credit should be given a lot to these coaches in their recruiting style because they got to figure out which kids that they can allocate money to and which kids they're bringing in that they know they can probably afford the school on their own, you know. So I, I give credit to coaches stuff and like in the NAI or Link ranks for that. They do a good job of riding the line of, like, you know, guys that you got to – you just kind of – I mean, there's some dudes that – I mean, yeah, a lot of the offers, like, everybody you recruit, you want to be able to play. Exactly. But you also know you have to meet a number so that you kind of have to balance it out a little bit. But, I mean, I I completely agree with stipends and stuff like that. And, and, I mean, you get Pale Grant and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I mean, we all have friends that play D1. And those dudes, I mean, I got buddies that make two great. They make money. They're making money, yeah. And the thing is, is, like, half of them say, well, it's my rent check and all that. I'm like, dude, you probably pay $500 for rent and the rest you keep in your pocket. Yeah. I'm like, well, how do you know that? I'm like, because when we were in high school, you were driving a Buick, a beat the hell up Buick. <laughs> yeah. Now you're driving a freaking Charger. Everybody's got Hellcats. And Hellcats and all this. And you're wearing Gucci and you got all these nice watches and jewelry and all this. And I'm sitting out here trying to get it still. <laughs> <laughs> Working like a broke man. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying, hey, it's hard to, you know, have a, it's hard to have a work ethic when you're. Going to bed in silk sheets every night. <laughs> it's True, hard to get out of bed at five in the morning when you're living in silk sheets. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, even though I mean, I'll say this though: there are, are a lot of dudes that go to those. You know, they get all the luxuries and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I tell people when they talk about you know because the transfer portal's gotten so big and all that, like the grass, so ain't, the grass ain't always the grass ain't always greener on the other side. Gra- like the grass is saying? greener where you water like, it. Yeah. People yeah. talk to me like I want to yeah. go to this level and that level. I'm like, okay, like do it. But if you're happy where you're at right now, like. Just know what you're giving up to try to get. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that. I'm, I'm like, don't think, though, just because those dudes are on TV. Like, I don't think most people realize this. There's cats in Power 5 that are miserable, too, that hate hate it. Mm-hmm. And it's more of in that. Like, there's a lot more pressure in that because you really can't mess up at all. 
Like, I mean, we kind of, you know, we fly under the radar. So, I mean, yeah, pe- we don't mess up and get in trouble and stuff like that. But, I mean, the littlest things that you do up there, like if you get put, like you see on some of those guys get pulled over by a cop or whatever. It's on sport, and if it's a major star, it's on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been a speeding ticket. Why or can't something I get else. on Sports Center? <laughs> Stevie Williams has been on Sports Center, mossing cats left and right. Nick Osmond sniffs bicycle seats. <laughs> bicycle seats. <laughs> but you know, yeah. Back to we got to wrangle it. But it's just wild. Like, and then uh, yeah, we'll jump into the transfer portal side of things here because you know, in the past few weeks. It, it's been busy. Been getting, it's been very busy, and I think it's it's a thing that needs to be talked about. And I just kind of want to. I like getting people's opinions about it. But um, yeah. So you go to junior college. Oh yeah. So pick up back at junior college. I went there for two years. I shared reps my first year, um, and then my the second year I started there and and played the whole year. Um, fun fact: not tooting my own horn. It's just a cool fact. He's an all American. Yeah, no, no, oh, not all American. <laughs> But that, it sure would be cool if you were. It would be. Cool. <laughs> uh, at that conference I played in in California it had it was probably at that time the best conference dogs. in the league. Just dogs everywhere, dude. Dogs everywhere, and I was the only one at Chafee College to get first team all conference, and that was that's probably one of my biggest successes, bro. That because like you, like we just said, round of if, applause for the if boy. If we didn't get, thank you, thank you. Take a bow. Take a bow. As to how cool or how you can, hard Nick will be your bitch now cool. because of that. I know. He's already grabbing on my elbow. Johnson. Right here. God damn. <laughs> I'm my Jimmy John. Still Jimmy John. No, so, yeah. Enjoy a good sandwich. <laughs> this, this show should be sponsored by Jimmy John for real. No, we're not. We're done with that. Some NIL deals we would be nice. We've eaten nice. that, that for a whole month. Jimmy John's, no. Jimmy John's is good, though. I'm not going to so yeah, yeah, out of out of uh, JUCO, uh, so after playing the second year, this is where things got shysty. I did not have enough units to get my AA degree, being that I came from a, uh, a you know university, a four year, and went to a two year. I had to get my AA degree in order to transfer back to a Division One school. So. I was pretty behind my first semester in JUCO, second semester, I was working at In-N-Out Burger, and I just couldn't find the time to do any work. I was focused on football, because, you know, I thought I had it made, and right. all that Football stuff, and animal and fries, baby. It didn't really hit me that I, how much I needed to get done for my AA. So, towards the end of things, I didn't have enough credits. I spent one summer, or my last summer, doing, I think it was 18 units. Dang. And it was all, like, next-level classes, bro. It was English, too. It was math, too. It was all the hard ones, bro. So, it was a struggle. Shout-out to my sister. Shout-out to my mom. Shout-out to who else? Shout-out to anyone who helped me get through those classes, because that was was pretty bad. But the, the bad thing is, even though I made it through most of those classes, I still didn't get my AA, so... How that works is I, I, I got a scholarship offer from Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, Texas. They're FCS in the Southland at the time. And um, I went there uh, for fall camp, and I had a deadline to meet uh, to get my AA done in order for me to get that you know full scholarship there and be able to live out there, play football out there, whatever. So you know, everyone knows in here at least the, the, the craziness of fall camp. Mm-hmm. So I had to finish a math class as well as, like, I think it was a science class online with no teacher. So math online in general is pretty difficult I would agree. without a teacher in class. So I was just, man, it was bad. So I had a, a probably, like, 
four more chapters to get through for math and then test out. And then my transcripts had to transfer from that because I was taking that online at a private school. So it would transfer to my JUCO. So then that would get my AA. Bottom line is I finished maybe week three of fall camp. We're getting ready to play Mississippi State. And we did the calculations on it, and they called me into the office, and they're like, it does not look like we're going to get this done at all. So if you want to stay here, we're going to have to charge you the full tuition, full student housing, full everything until you can finish your AA, and ultimately then we can give you a scholarship. But you cannot come right now. Or I don't know what the case is. I don't even know if I could get in there at the time. But yeah. whatever it was, the AA yeah. requirements were not met. Did not get my AA degree in time. So straight from there, a week before week one, Headed back home, entered the transfer portal to go to uh, a D2 where I would uh, qualify without my AA. And then, um, yeah, man. Now you're a coyote. I'm a coyote. Before this, though, I took a small oh. stop. He would die for the yoke. Yeah, I will die for the yoke. I'm actually, we'll get to that in a second about my tattoo, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you loser. Yeah, we'll get Man, to that. Man, went 3-11 and 11 in fantasy out here looking you like the last place Detroit Lions. I was dead last. So you had to get a tattoo? Guess who was, a, guess who was a ninth? Me. You were close. You were <laughs> in last place. On our last show, we touched on I how got, you were in last place. I got place. a total of five wins, and I beat this man to the right of me three times. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. I beat – I. it was a slaughter. It, that'd be like beating the a school of the deaf and blind, bro. I, hey, a win's I, a win. It's like us playing Bethany. We don't care. A win's a win. Yeah. We don't count up who's out there. That's your fault for putting them out there, not mine. <laughs> I didn't. But see, that's the thing. I had probably like – I think I had like – Henry Rugg still playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll touch into that too because yeah, we're Raiders fan. We're not. No. 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 I had. Yeah. I, I never switched my roster. I think I switched my roster one. one time because I had. I didn't even have a running back. <laughs> I was terrible. You're struggling. And I'm stupid because I made the bet that that someone had to get a tattoo. Somebody had to get a tattoo <laughs> that was based around Kansas Wesleyan University, and uh, I got to get a K-Dub tattoo. So. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to get it. I'm thinking Put on your thigh. upper thigh. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Or I'm thinking Johnson. upper thigh, or I might just go right on all right on my foot. You said on my, I beg your pardon? Nope. <laughs> Nothing. Put it on your forehead. So everyone can see it when they first meet just you. Just get I die for the yote on my forehead. Trace, where did you want me to get the tattoo? On your forehead. Okay. <laughs> I'm not getting it on my forehead. Oh, I'm getting it Bitch. somewhere. We'll see. But, yeah, so that's coming soon. That's gonna make sense. But anyway, okay, Good old back to what we're doing. So you know, you go to, you go to a D two Dixie State. Mm-hmm. Things didn't work out too well too there. Yep. You go to junior to college. Oh wait, I already knew that. Don't touch back, dude. Where That's are you at? Part of the Stoner Nick. <laughs> you we spacey right now? I thought we, I thought we went back to the beginning, but we Nick, did. We had to talk about this. You know, we gathered. We all gathered around a circle and said, "Just fifteen minutes. We just need you to lay off." Kids and animal. God. Kids and animal. Kids, just, a unit, if you will. It's gonna yeah, be okay. Game respects it's gonna game. be okay. A unitary. Nick's individual. getting his life together slowly and surely, piece by piece. It's We're gonna, gonna take graduate time, eventually. But he's getting his life together. But anyways, Jake goes to Dixie State. Back to that. Things don't work out well oh. too well there. Then he goes to junior college. Mm. Things that he starts grinding. He's working everything. But you know what? The academics. It's hard. kind of a tough thing, and yeah. they're kind of hard, and we're not all geniuses. None of us in this room are. <laughs> not calling you a dummy or anything. But Just I'm saying, it's all us hard. Dummies, <laughs> but. So the boy gets out of <laughs> junior college at Chafee to go to Stephen F. Austin. A D1. And then for somehow they think another D1, correct, yes. And then for some reason they think, hey, during fall camp he should be able to get an associate's degree all online with no teacher. It just didn't work out and it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. they said, well, you can pay your money for this and then we'll give you your uh, scholarship next year, which dead. that is a dangerous 
bet that Sounds if like you a take that, to me. because you're just listening to their words, and they they can retract those statements at any time. If it's kids, if it's not in writing, it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Everybody wants to go around and say they got this offer, that offer, this offer, and that offer, until it's an official handwritten letter yep. or just an official offer letter. It does not mean a damn thing. <laughs> Doesn't but, it really doesn't, dude? It's so, crazy too because I've seen it get worked to the very point where it's like we're gonna give it all to you, we're gonna get it all to you, and here's their paper. Pull the rug back. Yeah. <laughs> then, Jake. So Jake leaves Stephen F. Austin. He's at a low. He had just left a D one. We all dream of going D one. He was getting ready to play Mississippi State, and his buddy, the our SEC friend, Mississippi State, the SEC. That. Yes, there's only one Mississippi State out there, Nick. Fair I was enough. tying this in and bringing it home, and you really just screwed me, but whatever. Well, hammer it home then, Tracy. I'm trying to. Shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Continue. Anyways, <laughs> back to me and Jake. He finally, our buddy, who's a friend of this show, Mr. Jalen Haynes, pulls a couple strings. He's like, you know, what's the, what's the um, who controls Pinocchio? Geppetto. The puppet master. The puppet Geppetto. master. Geppetto. Jalen Haynes is really the puppet master. Geppetto sitting there pulling the strings, getting his buddy Jake Balderrama an offer to come be a Kansas Wesleyan Coyote, and he finally accepted it, and Geppetto brought him home to us. Shout out to Coach Lewis. And now we're here. He's not here anymore. Rest in peace, Coach and Lewis. He's not dead. He he's went to Mount here. Marty. He's dead to us. Just kidding. We love you, Coach Lewis. But anyways, so... You know, now you're in Kansas, man, and uh, we'll talk about this past football season for a little bit. Nick's got to get out of here at like three thirty, so if he I has got to leave, three thirty. But we're um, good, we're rocking. <laughs> um, you know, so you come in this past football year. You know, things are. I mean, I think that you know you really got surprised. I like this is just homie to homie talking. I'm not saying you're bad or anything. I stood think out like a sore thumb, did, dude. Was did a stand dog. out. You're good. <laughs> I think one thing that surprised you was you know you didn't know how much depth you they, I you could tell they weren't very clear with. You know how much depth there was in our room? Yeah. Like, I mean, we were all – I mean, there were guys that we were returning and we were sitting there fighting for reps because we had so many dudes compared yeah. to, you know, that COVID year where we didn't. But yeah. you, you come to Kansas Wesleyan, you start playing. Tell us how that went for you. Uh, man, I, I had to sit out. I was out like a year and a half, dude, so coming back, I was just so excited. I The couple months before that when I first started getting recruited, even before that when I knew I was going to start playing ball again – I was just working my ass off at home and stretching like hell because I just I knew my my body was ready. But yeah, man, I was just I was fired up, man. I, I was came in and uh, my first day here went into the weight room, started lifting, just super excited, man. And to figure out that you know it was uh, I, 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 things just started getting better and better as I came here. So I came here. That campus was nice. I never visited the campus. I did. I had no idea what was even Salina was. I pronounced it Selena. I they offered you and you said I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was not going to pass up the chance to come play ball again at all. I didn't care where I went. Uh, so I was just super happy I came here. It's, it's a great place. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I came here and uh, I was. It's good to come somewhere to compete, and you know you're already in good shape, or you feel like you're in good shape. So I felt like I was good to go, and you know we came out to the first fall camp meeting or practice or whatever, and we had I, th- I think it was thirty O linemen. It's a terrible day. <laughs> no, it was like a you camp. take a rep and then you send you spend fifteen minutes just standing yeah. there, and you're like, what the hell am I? Yeah, doing? yeah, dude. The the whole fall camp thing, we had so many players, and and the coaches are great here, man. They give everyone reps, you know. So that's very rare. That's that's a big thing here that I noticed. They give everyone a shot. They'll give everyone a shot so much that they'll just give them a whole team period, you know, with just threes, fours, and five people who are trying to 
trying to move the way up the ladder, move the way up the depth chart. They, they give them all the opportunities in the world, which is good in a sense, but I definitely felt, yeah, when I seen all those people, I was like, this is going to be an easy practice for us. We're not, you know, we're barely mm-hmm. going to be an uphill battle, though, because you got to take advantage of the stuff you got. Yeah, exactly. That's Don't the best. Count your reps. Every make rep your has to be count. perfect. Exactly. And at the time, I did not have a, a starting spot here at all, so I had to make every single rep perfect, which weighed heavy on my mental. Because if I messed up, dude, it just stiffed Next over, and you always think that the coach hates you, that you just got passed up. So, bro, I just I, I didn't I couldn't mess up during fall camp here. I was so bought in, bro. I was I was waking up hella early, going to bed hella on time, and. Uh, it, I was dialed in, man. And then, dude, you see, I can't do that. That like, if, when pressure's on, it's just not like for me. Uh-huh. I can't do the whole special thing. Go to bed early, wake up, or go to bed early, wake up early. This and that. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna keep living my life. Like, like my boy wakes up at eight a.m. and throws in a child. If I want to yeah. go to bed, at, if I want to go, if I got practice at eight a.m. and I want to go to bed at four. I can deal with it. I'm like, fine. I want to wake up and throw in a horseshoe. Wake up, throw in a horseshoe. We're good to go. Put my hand in the dirt. I'm good to go. <laughs> That's You're the one to boy. be talking about people's addictions, Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas, talk about addictions. I'm addicted to caffeine. That's for damn <laughs> sure. You're, oh, yeah, you are. Chasing that pump in the way. <laughs> you little, little shaky ADHD son of a bitch. Yeah, I might, I might have early onset Parkinson's. You never yeah, know. You I'm never know. You haven't been hitting the head that much. Oh, I've been hitting the head a lot. Anyways, back to Jake. Shut the hell up. So anyway, so fall camp, you know, you're you're taking reps with the with the the ones. You get to you get up to that point, you find you get reps with the ones, and then you know you kind of uh, get some news that you're going to be ineligible. Oh my god! For the first two games of the season, the first game of the season. Oh man, yeah, that was so shitty because I, it wasn't any it wasn't anyone's fault. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't the AD's fault. It wasn't the coach's fault. It was the NA. Fall and they they I did my play in AIA I was eligible and they waited to the point where I wasn't going to be able to get it back in time and they said that, that I was a senior this year or that I was going into my senior year mm-hmm. whatever I, I'm a junior because of my red shirt at Dixie State and they weren't aware of that and they wanted to let me know a week before our first game which didn't end up playing out in my favor because uh, I didn't play the first game, which was very unfortunate because that was a big game where, you know, I still made all conference though. Hey, honorable mention. We're not to the end of the story yet, Trace. Yeah, it's like a Tarantino movie. We can't start at the end and it's work. Look, we're at 46 minutes and we still got a lot more. <laughs> <to talk laughs> yeah. About. So anyways, man, yeah, yeah it, it was a cool, cool process of competing. And that even though that, that, that friends game set me back, um, I stayed here and we barbecued with all the young old linemen and we watched the game and it just, you know, it fired me up to see them boys go out there and work and the next week came around and it was it was history, man. They got got to touch the field took, and took the training wheels off. Man. We were roaring like history on Gump, running from the bullies, man. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, so it, it's been great, man. It's been great. And I'm looking forward to this next season, looking forward to uh trying to, you know, Get out of here, go to the next level, and uh, go on from there, man. It's it's exciting. We have a crazy looking team coming back. We won't even get into that. We'll save that. But yeah, it was talk, a good talk process. Talk all the shit and, you want to talk all the shit. We we spend time a lot talking shit about people and or not people, but teams and oh, stuff. If they got a problem with it, they can come tell us they and can guess come what? Meet us. They know exactly. They where know we're the, at. They know the address. Oh my gosh. Okay. They know where we're located. I'm a pacifist. I don't, I don't like. I'm gonna pass my fist across <laughs> someone's face. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for real. I just talk shit. Yeah. Hey, do you guys like Aldi's? What's that? 
All these nuts in your mouth? <laughs> All right, let's go. Next one. Oh, oh, oh. Last time I heard that, I fell off my dinosaur. <laughs> That's a new one. I just, it was perfect. I knew someone was going to walk into Do you like what Wendy's? What, what'd you say? Do you like Wendy's? Why are you repeating yourself? I heard you. <laughs> you know what? I, I, you gotta I, I, say. Do you like Wendy's or not? Trace, I heard you're the type to be around girls at a party and start putting your friends in headlocks. Is this true? <laughs> When was this? <laughs> this is what Osman said before. Yeah, you like to I never dominance? went to a party with Osman because, you know, at his party, some other stuff happened. <laughs> That's a different party, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, party? Party's a party. And, hey, yeah, party's so a party. own, right? We're not talking about drugs or anything. Nick's, yeah. Nick's dog just comes up to you at a party and will just bite you for no damn reason. Because Nick has leg. no home. Nick has, his, Nick's dog has no home training. He, so. he is a wild dog. He's a cattle dog. You found that dog in the woods. He's half domesticated. Mine. He's a wolf dog. He's almost domesticated. <laughs> He's a stupid He's a dog. Wolf dog. Anyways, so yeah, Jake's here at Kansas Wesleyan. So uh, we're gonna we'll touch into some more things about you. You know, because this is all about you today. We finally come on here after thank we beg, we had almost had to beg here, you, and you know, there's no thank you. Glad we're we're still kind of pissed. You kind of disappointed us for a while. I was kind of nervous. But anyways, but you know, one it's thing I think that defines Jake. Jake Balderrama's personality is that the man is a diehard Raiders fan. He lives Ooh. and dies with the Las Vegas Raiders, and we formerly known Raiders. as the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. which surprisingly that he's a... Dude, you're playing sorry, it in the sorry, microphone. Sorry, Playing a Derek Carr video, and I just messed up the whole audio. Sorry, proceed. Derek Carr's a legend. God, Derek Carr sucks. Derek Anyways. Carr will be gone next year. No, he won't. He won't. Anyways, Jake lives and dies with the Las Vegas Raiders' success, which is interesting because most people from California hate the Raiders now since they left. You know, the black pit is gone. But, you know, uh, this has been an interesting season for the Raiders. Me and Nick have made some jokes about that, that crew. You know, we, for, for instance, we say, you know, all that crap starts happening, then John Gruden just up and resigns. He got fired, but he resigned. You want to know why? Because he can't handle adversity. <laughs> but you know the, the Raider the loss. You know, wait, wait, wait. You know who ha- can handle adversity though? A Raider fan. <laughs> Talk about poverty franchises. Uh-huh. Them fans have been through it. Oh yeah. But you know, um, just give us oh, your yeah. your opinion on the on what you think about all that. How the season's gone for the the boys in black. Yeah, there's black not and silver. there's not another team that could have took. What happened to the Raiders this year and made the playoffs? Not even Tom Brady. Not even Not a Tom even Brady. Tom led Brady. Team? No, that's cap. So that's like if Tom Brady's Tom Brady on. is a culture. Who's, that's the thing. Who's Tom Brady's number one receiver? I don't know. Probably the running back. You check. I know. That I know they were. Time. I know last when they were playing the Jets, they were down like twenty four to three, Who and he didn't have Gronk and AB, and he came back and won the game. Okay, so who's his best receiver is what I'm asking you. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Like, skill-wise, or who yes. does he throw to the uh, most? Mike. No, who's his best receiver Mike that Evans. he throws to? Number wide receiver one. Mike Evans. Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Okay, Mike Evans. Oh, he's about to make his leg. I'm going to compare. He breaks his leg. Okay, that, he's gone. Yeah. Okay. What's the head coach name again? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Arians. Arians. Bruce Arians. BA. He's gone. Doesn't let Tom Brady do what he does. He lets Tom Brady run that team. You get a new coach in there that messes up what Tom's doing. You get rid of his receiver. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tom's the only one, but maybe that's that's what I'm saying about Derek Carr. Is that you know? I'm maybe saying, I get Brady? that. But if we're are gonna you, talk wait, about wait, no, are I'm you saying, saying that, that Tom, Derek Carr saying, is Tom Brady? I'm saying that Tom Brady you is caught is your lies. Tom right Brady's here. running right now so that Derek Carr could do a sprint within these next. Yeah, five wait, 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 time, 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 <laughs> You think Tom Brady is scared of Derek Carr? Or really? is he passing the mantle? Yes. Really? Yes. No. 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 We're not even gonna. Get into it. A man who's been I in the Super Bowl I think any grown man times. would be a fool not to fear Derek Carr. But anyways. Anyways. <laughs> no. 
No, that's not the case. Okay, here's the so thing. Here's the thing. You want to know what's different between Tom Brady and Derek Carr? Tom Brady is a culture. Tom Brady is one seven. You come. Oh, hell no! All right. Tom Brady is a culture. Tom Brady is a culture. Let me. You tell me any other player. Just one player comes to a team, and the the whole you know. Just the idea of the franchise and the whole mood of the LeBron franchise James. changes. To to they Aaron weren't even con- they shut the hell up. Aaron Rodgers no, Lawrence but they Taylor. weren't even contenders and like no hope of winning the Super Bowl and all this. To as soon as he signs, it's oh we're gonna win the Super Bowl now. No other player in the league like that is like that. Tom Brady is a culture. Aaron Rodgers got the shit beat out of him by Tom Brady. It's just, so did Patrick bro, Mahomes. If you do the numbers on him, but Tom Brady has always had at least a top ten defense, defense on the other side of the wins ball. Championships. Ra- the Raiders haven't had a Such top. A hater. Had, the Raiders haven't had a top 20, 20 defense since like two thousand and bro since forever. Because players, are going, players, are, players are going in and out of jail. So what? Yeah, exactly. Whatever the case may be, we we haven't. No, had not a, whatever the case may we be. We haven't had a stable. Derek Carr is the most stable quarterback in, in Raiders history. The Las Vegas Raiders is a junior college, but Derek Carr is the, just the guy that stays every just time stays. he can't pass classes. He's an eighth year senior. Yeah. No, nah, but yeah, He's I think, all his I think they definitely handled that the adversity so so well because that halfway through the year I was like, damn, these boys are getting beat by everyone. It's done. They lost their head coach. They lost everyone, and now hey, they lost. They won the last four games by a miracle. Somehow they beat hey. the Chargers. Won the last four games, and they were up, but they were up twenty nine to fourteen. Won the last four games, and now they're in the, the they're going to beat Joe Burrow this weekend, and that's just that. And they, I mean, they could yeah, haven't they already played once? Yes, they have, and they, they lost. did. They get smacked. They did, but the same thing happened with the Chargers. And Here's the thing, the though: Chargers. you played, you play, y'all beat Cincinnati. You head to Tennessee. Yeah, and guess who's coming back? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. And y'all's defense can't stop the common cold, much less King Henry. And if, if the, go ahead, say he's trash. Say he's this. I'm not the man say got he's hurt. Trash. I'm not I just say want, trash, I just want the point to be known that the man got hurt in like week seven or still week top six, five in rushing. and still was really, still top five in rushing except for the last week of the season. I'm still, I, I'm still not worried about a damn thing, bro. I'm not worried about that game. The oh, only game I'd be worried wait. about, the only game I'd be worried about, is the game after. Anyways, that. the KC game. Back yeah. to yeah, KC. Talk about that. Crazy, but what bro. was your kind of your you know when all that stuff had happened with the Raiders? You know what was kind of going on as a fan from a fan's perspective? Because I'll tell you, from everybody else, I'll, I'll say this, and I heard this. I, can't, I think it might have been Shannon Sharp or somebody who said it is like with the Raiders. The toughest thing that they're going to have is keeping their like identity and culture in a positive frame. What culture? Nah. What identity? Just have I mean, just like a, whatever nah, they the culture is there. The identity the culture, is but not. But their identity and stuff is just because. I mean, it's it's Las Vegas for one. Okay, you know, you get kids. I mean, it's like crazy. you get kids. Like we'll just say it for instance. I mean, it was a terrible thing that happened, and you know, we just you know hope it all gets worked I out. I hope he won the race. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You oh, can't say shit like oh, that. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, but with the whole listen, Henry Ruggs listen. deal is you take, you know, I think a little bit of it is the location of, you know, where the team is, is you have these kids that are fresh out of college that are 22 years old yeah. and are given millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, they're not going to school anymore. It's hell just yeah, football. Hell yeah, I'm going to drive a Lamborghini it's 200 miles an hour. Shut the hell up, I would. Nick. You're being a piece of shit right I, now. Would you not? No. Would, not not I would drunk. This. Not drunk. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not drunk. But, but so, you take yeah. these kids and you, they throw them out there in Las Vegas where you have just all this stuff, oh you know, just gosh. going on all the time. And you have millions and millions of dollars. Like, it's kind of hard. To, I mean, 
You can't. I mean, it's pretty easy for you know trouble to find you. Dude, like you just think trouble. And oh it'll my find gosh! So I, I was just in Vegas this last weekend. How was that? It was amazing. And Vegas is always amazing. I always have a good time there. But it just the thought of it alone is just insane, bro. You fly back in to your team airport, and you literally have. Ten club. I don't know what the ratio is on the club, but you got clubs going stupid. You got all this money. You just won a game. Uh, you have a crazy ass car. It's just damn near impossible. Damn near impossible for someone at that age and in that situation. I mean, you gotta to have a good head. Go hit the Dummy. club or grab do something, man. Damn, that's so. It's and tough. even even though here's it's the thing tough. is, it's just like, you know, even if you do it one time, I mean, everybody's eyes are on you, like they know you. Yeah, like you don't you don't hear about this stuff happening in Cincinnati. You don't. You know? Yeah, you don't. You know, you, really you just drive, you go go home, and, and that's it. Green yeah, Bay, Wisconsin. It's, it's, it's you know, location. Like I said, I mean, you give you give these young cats millions and millions of dollars, and you put them put them out there in Vegas. Like, of course, some dumb shit. Yeah. Happen. Like yeah. I mean, you, it's it's Vegas. The Vegas thing. I think whatever team, the Knights. Um, I know they're bringing what a basketball team there or something. They're like that. trying to. I yeah. think they're trying the Knights, to. the the uh, Raiders, all that. They need to have for all those organizations. I'm sure they do. I, I just. I don't know and you can't you can't treat the guys like it's you know college giving them all curfews and crap because I mean I mean yeah, yeah you are paying men. them you but they're grown men do that. No, and at the end of the day like yeah they might keep their nose clean in the season but out of season is where you know that's where you start you, you worry about what's inside you worry about what's point. going on yeah no, yeah I think Vegas should be they should definitely spend more time taking care of their athletes and they have to find they got to find the right guys that they know will you know. Not saying that the like Henry Ruggs and all those guys weren't the right guys. I mean, that was just terrible. It terrible what happened. Yeah, you know, with all that. But it's just the fact of you got. I think, like with character, the Las Vegas Raiders have to look more into character, just because of where they are at mm-hmm. compared to all these other teams. Because they know all the like temptations and stuff that are around them for these kids to you know fall victim to. Yeah, I mean, I'm just be honest. Like, <laughs> I'll just say this: if I if I was in their shoes. And you give me a ten million dollars signing bonus and tell me I'm going to Vegas. Woo! I'm going to the casino. Draft yeah, night. I'm draft night to, is moving oh, to. Yeah. Draft party is moving to Vegas uh-huh. as soon as my man. Hey, uh, signature, Sign, yeah. As soon as the pen hits the paper and I get that that money hits Let's the go. account, we're Let's going go. to the club. Let's go. It's yeah. over. Yeah, dude, that's why it's, it's tough. Me too, bro. I if I lived in Vegas in general, like it's hard to learn living in California and in Kansas where there's casinos. I love gambling. Man, bro. I love the casino. I love casinos. Not, I can't Maybe we go to the like casino that. tonight. Yeah, we could do. It. No, probably not tonight. Not tonight Fun not fact, tonight. guys. We in our first round of the playoffs, um, we won the game and we're coming back. And you know that's where everybody started going. Stopped. Yeah. Stop for the night. Everyone went over to the casino. Had had a good time. Yep, and that and that that Dangerous story time. ends there. Yeah, yes. that story that story ends there. And uh, yeah, so the casino is uh, yeah, the casinos are, are addicting in my opinion. So man, bro, uh, oh, even if course. I got any kind of contract to go live in Vegas, bro, it would be damn near impossible to just take a rack and go have a night at the casino, bro. Just, it is crazy, man. That's uh, you know that's a lot tough. that's going on in the world. Is like you know that's the NFL and then. You know, the transfer portals taking over college football. Man. That's, you know, we'll, let's just go ahead and jump into that for a little bit while we're here. This probably one of the, the last few things we'll talk about just because it's 306. But I mean, kind of have to wrap it up a little bit. I for, think a lot of people frown on the transfer portal. Uh, definitely killing Juco and high school recruiting. It is. I couldn't it, imagine I, being a high I mean, when we were in high school, it's, transfer portal was the transfer thing portal. Yet. Well, it, it, was, it a was a thing, thing but, but it wasn't, wasn't just saying. It wasn't as big as it is now. No, yeah. yeah. You would have to thug it out. You used to have to sit out when we were in high school. Whenever well, we yeah, transferred, yeah, that's the thing. No more. There's no more. There's no more sitting out. Law like yeah. that. That yeah. should just come back into play. It'll fix but it. But here's my thing with it. Okay, and I'll say this: it's just, it's not going to go away. Like people want it to go away. Oh no, I love it. It's I love not it. 
Well, uh, yeah, but at the same time, though, it just does kind of when you see guys like kind of like a Tate Martell, where obviously the schools are not the problem. It is you. Right. Yeah. And get the transfer, you know, all these other places just because he was a big name in high school. But you have some of these other guys that need to transfer because, you know, their mom got cancer or dad died and somebody needs to take care of mom, like something like that. Yeah. Like just be closer to home and help take care of everything. And they have a harder time getting out. But I think a lot with the transfer portal is I don't think it's a bad thing. Nick, quit fucking with the tape because I can hear it in the damn mic. You're a spaz. God. Anyways, I don't think the transfer portal is a bad thing. I just think that it needs more rules in it. Like, I think, for one, for instance, like, the time limit of when you can transfer, I think, should be two. Unless it's – the only people that should be able to transfer right away is grad transfers and if it's, like, an emergency. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, somebody yeah. getting sick or some deal like that. But I think you should – So you, you want to go to back to the old rules. Of, well, you should have to – I think you should have to spend two years out of school. Before yeah. you can just Damn, decide, I mean that's that's in the middle of you just you know, three semesters. Okay, yeah, three semesters, two seasons and an off season. But it's just that's in the time where it's just like, you know, I mean, because a lot can happen in the, in a year in college football. Like, yeah, I mean, and most of it is is you know when you're tre- when you're a freshman coming into college, like the way you get treated, dookie. I, I mean, it's terrible, but that's because they got to break you down to build you up to what they want you to be. Yeah. Yeah. And most guys, you just can't. They just can't take that. You can't. Yeah. They don't like being broken down. <clears throat> no, they don't. They think that nothing's wrong with them when they're like the, the shit you do in high school. You can't do in college at I any. Don't I don't care whatever level you play. You can't do you know can't high school stuff athlete. at power. Definitely not power five. You can't do high, your high school shit at D two. You can't uh, even do your high school NAI, shit. NAI, you can't. Shit. And ju- yeah. in junior college, you definitely can't do it. And I mean, because it you know in junior college, your high school shit's what's got you there. <laughs> um, but I think there needs to be rules on it. I think that it's kind of just getting a little bit out of hand with some of the, the where these guys are all going, and you know, a little bit too. It's I think it's going to take a to- where it's going to hurt the most is I think um, you're going to start seeing like the number of football the kids that play uh, football in high school and stuff go down because it's going to be so hard to get recruited. Yeah, and, but they don't. They everyone wants to talk about like the successes of the transfer portal, but you don't. They don't tell you that lower. Um, it's about seventy two percent of people in the transfer portal Never do not out. find a home. Yeah. Imagine that being like a, a power five D one dude having everything paid for. I mean, yeah, you might the school might suck, you might not be playing, but everything's paid for. You're getting a check and all that to go to to uh, go to being a college dropout, and you're not making nothing. You can't find a, find anywhere else to go. Yeah. And D one, I mean, you probably go D two or NAIA, but it's still not the same. You know, the opportunity's not the same. Definitely, definitely, yeah, I agree. I think NAIA D two D three D one anything anybody who's going into the transfer portal. It should be it should be reviewed a lot tougher, and there should be a lot more times that kids get denied, you know, just because yeah. I'm leaving because I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even I though even the whole new coach thing, I think that's pretty whack in itself. Like, okay, you had a good connection with this coach, but oh, you're not gonna you don't get that luxury of having mm-hmm. a coach all four years. A lot of times in college, you don't. Dixie State head coach left. Stephen F. Austin, I went right before I went there. Head coach left. Texas A and M Commerce that. Coach went to Stephen F. Austin. We switched. I've never had a, a coach. Coach Hen here. He he, he just left. left. Yeah. So, bro, I, I agree. I haven't. I've had, never I haven't had, had the coaching switch thing. And people, I remember when I transferred. It's at the believe it's one of the options. We got a new coach, mm-hmm. and they look at that, and a lot of times they're like, "Okay, go ahead." Like, oh man, I, I think it definitely should be reviewed a lot more. It should Except be just everybody getting passed on. Yes, because like, it's hurt. I mean, yes. it's not only is it hurting, like you know recruits for like high school and junior colleges 
But I feel like it's hurting schools too, big time. Because yeah. you still have to honor those scholarships. Yeah, yeah. So you a don't, lot of they times, don't get those back. Yeah, and a lot of times, if someone decides, yeah, you sign, you sign something, man. There'll be times where someone decides they're gonna get, you know, leave, and either midway through the season they stop playing, or through the spring season, you know, like first weeks. You got exactly. They're paying a scholarship, and they're getting nothing from that guy after that. So. You can tell though, though is um, girl. Sorry. like the the best Girls program. The best programs are the one, and, and two, it's hard for you. It's hard to build a culture around something like that, you know. And you kind of need you need that football. I mean, at the end of the day, your culture has to be the backbone of your team. Yeah. <clears throat> and doing that, it, you just it, you don't really you can't really build a culture. Yeah. You know, I mean, even with, with at least with junior college guys, you can build a culture with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't reveal. You can't build a culture with a revolving door of guys exactly. coming in and out like that. I and and, and another thing that brings up is, oh my gosh, I'm taking this class, bro. Don't let me break out my notes, but it, <laughs> it pretty much that. is. Uh, they asked well, um, one of the coaches. It might have been Harbaugh. I don't know who, but when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, right? They said, oh, "Are you going to do it again? You think you could do it again next year?" And he was like, "That's going to be very hard because." Someone, a team who shares a common experience and shared a whole season like that to equip to that, they're going to get a whole new team. And right, even if yeah. it's not a whole new team and you replace a certain amount of people, it's not going to flow like it did. You got to get them boys on board and kind of replace the experience they didn't get to have winning that Super Bowl. And you got to find a way to keep things going. You got to have a good, the, the key, I feel like that is keeping a good nucleus. Yeah. You got to keep your nucleus there. Yeah. And I think like that's what, what the, the Patriots did. They, they knew what their leaders were and who their leaders were. I was, and yeah, some of them they ended up letting go, but for a long time, they kept those guys there. And that's mm-hmm. what built that culture. Yeah. And I think, I think that has a lot to do with Tom Brady because look what they're building now. They exactly. brought every single starter back for this season, and they're damn near in the position to go back to the Super Bowl, bro. They're better. I, they I, were, I mean, remember going in the playoffs last year, they were 9-5. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they're on a tear. But and then the last time the Steelers barely got in, they went they and won, won it. They, yeah, they so went this is, all, I mean, I see this. these playoffs are about to be great, bro. Yeah, I'm but I, I think uh, – but, I mean, yeah, the transfer portal, it's definitely changed the game of football. And, I mean, it's going to be – there's going to be something every year. I mean, if you guys don't remember, two years before the transfer portal's taken off like it did, it was the players sitting out in bowl games. And that's a whole – Oh, my god. You know, everybody wants to say what they want to about the bowl games. Yeah, we all would sit there and say, I'd play for my team and all this. And I, w- I would probably I'm a play. I would say pick. this. I'm not playing my bowl game. Well, I, I'm yeah, sorry. Uh, here's my thing. And I, I don't agree with the whole sitting out, but I, I will understand this. Example is, number one is Jamison Williams. Well, yeah, that. But I, I understand that. But I, I, my thing is, is I'll say this, is, you know, we all have opinions about what we would do if we were in those kids' situation. Like, oh, well, I'm at a – the school's put everything they had into me, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play the game and all this and that. You know, we all say that when we don't have, you know, $10 million looking at us right in front of the face, like where you're about to make generational wealth, where you go from, mm-hmm. you know, when you go – I mean, think about a lot of those guys that get drafted in the first round, you know – they go home, the, and some of them go home, go home. The last time they go home, that'll probably be the last time that they are in a poverty situation right, yeah, and their family yeah. is because next year they're all moving out. Like, you know, I, I know dudes that they're getting that when they get thinking they're getting drafted and they get their grades and stuff back for what they're going to be. I mean, they'll sit there and call their, call their folks, hey, start packing the house up because, you know, in April we're moving out. Right. And yeah. we're going to live in a, in a, in a nice well, neighborhood and we're not struggling no more. My big thing with that is, is like if you go, I don't have the numbers memorized or pulled up right now. But if you go and look at like the average, the average base contract for a first round draft pick versus just someone who's drafted in the third round, it's an astronomical difference. And so if you're like one of these guys, you're one of these cats that's projected, you know, first round draft pick, and you got a chance to do that, 
And let's say you play in a bowl game and you get hurt. Say like Jamison Williams, you tear your ACL. That's really going to hurt your draft stock because now he he'd still be a first rounder. But yeah, no, he would fall. In but the he's going to fall. Yeah, he's certainly going to fall. Now, if you're like a third, if you're like a guy that's in the second, I mean, if you're a second right. projected second round guy and you do that, oh, you're dropping all the way down. To yeah, six. and that's and that's a lot of lost lost money you're losing out on that situation. Yeah, that's so millions. You're going yeah, from I mean, probably the first making round 15, is definitely millions. As first round is between I think what's what's how much can you make on a signing bonus in the first round between uh, twenty and thirty? Yeah, something like that. It's I, I know when. I know when you get in those later rounds, it starts dropping to a like lot. three to five mil. Yeah, which I mean, it's still millions. But I'm not saying like I, I, I'm saying what I I would do is I would probably play in the game just because that's just the time I know the that's type the type of person, person you I am. Are, right? Like yeah. I get that, but I also do understand that it's a double edged sword, and I understand seeing the point of okay, if I'm a game away from about to be a multi millionaire, family doesn't have to struggle again. Um, I can you know live my life the rest of my life comfortably and take care of everybody then I'm going to do that. Like, I get that part. But, you know, that's just kind of what's been going on in the world. We tried to cover it for a little bit, but um, we got to head out here because uh, old Nikki Nicholas has a meeting here in about 15 minutes. So, um, Jake, we appreciate you coming Thank on. Thank you, guys. Brother. You guys could uh, catch me uh, getting inebriated tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Where are we going first? We're the library? We're going to have a Bible study tonight. I think that's we're going to have gonna a Bible study at the library. This kind of Bible study? That one? No, Nick. But um, yeah, guys, we're gonna go ahead and uh, first yeah, head out of here. I hope you enjoy this uh, episode of the Open Prairie Podcast. If you haven't, go ahead and sub, uh, subscribe or follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also have a spot, uh, Spotify account, so go ahead and follow that too to get all of our uh, episodes and much, much more. And um, thank you guys for tuning in this week, and I hope you have a great one. Bow bow. That was lovely.